0: Welcome to parenthood. Legit.
1: (laughs) Welcome to real life. Welcome
0: to adulthood. No, that's not helpful. That's not
1: helpful. Society's family unit is in crisis as less and less people are making the commitment of a lifelong partnership together. It has been normalized, encouraged, and easier than ever to just throw in the towel when the going gets tough. With time and a premium, start by spending 20 minutes per week gaining thought-provoking inspiration towards a journey of self-improvement ultimately improving your marriage, your family, your health, and your home. In episode 33, we had a very personal and real conversation regarding mental health. September is Suicide Prevention Month, and today we are going to dive into what we can all do to help this cause. Most of us have had some sort of experience with mental health issues ourselves or with people we know personally. This discussion will focus on some statistics about suicide and general mental health, plus risk factors and what action can be taken.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Family Order Podcast. Today, we're going to talk a a little bit about a heavy topic. September is Suicide Prevention Month, which is a time to raise awareness on a topic that isn't discussed much or isn't popular in the news because it isn't a sensational story. A good example of that is how the news handles death rates due to bee stings versus death rates due to shark attacks. Which one do you think makes the news headlines? Just for reference, the odds of dying due to a bee sting are 1 in 59,000. And the odds of dying by a shark attack are 1 in 3.7 million. That one's preventable if you aren't in the ocean.
1: Right. (laughs) All shark attack victims have one thing in common... They were all in the ocean (laughs) swimming near sharks.
0: (laughs) So we realized that this isn't the brightest or most engaging topic, but it affects many people out there. We addressed mental health in episode number 33 on a very personal level, talking about my cousin actually taking his own life on May 2nd. Uh, We did that episode in May during Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, and that began in 1949. Wow. Learned something new today.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> so we'll be speaking a little bit more broadly today on suicide prevention and mental illness, um, just as a broad overview and not going entirely too heavy or too into detail about mm-hmm. um, our personal experience with it um, This year and in previous years, you can definitely listen to that short 10-minute episode number 33. Right. So the National Alliance on Mental Illness states that suicidal thoughts, much like mental health conditions, can affect anyone regardless of age, gender, background. In fact, suicide Hmm. is often the result of an untreated mental health condition. So suicidal thoughts, although common, should not be considered normal and often indicate a more serious issue.
1: We're going to go over some stats now for all of you stats people out there. And we've collected resources on this topic, but keep in mind that we are not trying to cause anxiety to anyone. So if you've experienced a, you know, some of these things, that doesn't mean you need to go get checked out right away and you need to be really worried about somebody because they had a bad day Mm -hmm. uh, or had a little bit of anxiety about something, making a big decision or something that came up at work or something with their family, so.
0: Yeah, I definitely go through some of these highs and lows and periods, but the fact of the matter is, is that I am on medication during the times that I need to be, and I do have the support around me um that that I need and we're all very aware of it. It doesn't including mean including you, you including even, me. you
1: even know the the warning signs. Yeah, it flags. doesn't
0: mean that I'm on like a 24-hour watch. <laughs> right. at all times, you know. Um so we've obviously discussed that topic <laughs> now. I I was now I wouldn't say I was on a 24-hour watch when I was postpartum either, um because no no one really knew what was going on. I don't think it was that um, serious until we either. went into counseling, yeah. that's when I kind of talked about the thoughts that I was having. So, um, anyways,
1: yeah. But you were willing to say there's a problem here, and I need to get this checked out. This is not within my power to fix mm-hmm. right now. We all need help sometimes. Mm-hmm. We are simply trying to raise awareness, to help remove the stigma around mental health, and remind people that there are so many resources online. Or even at places of work now. Mm-hmm. So many companies are providing more resources for counseling and therapy uh, these days, which is great. And we have personally taken advantage of some of the work resources with our ESP provider. Mm-hmm. And you can get help on counseling with, it could be financial problems. Mm-hmm. It could be addictions. We didn't a- have to be pay a for of any of
0: our marriage counseling out of, pro- out of pocket. That right. was all provided by... Our employer, not even health insurance. That wasn't even, I didn't have health insurance through my employer. My health insurance is all through Ben. But my employer still um, paid for um, our marriage counseling. Mm -hmm. And your employer paid for half of it as well. So there's, which is something that many of my coworkers had no idea was there to be taken advantage of.
1: The stigma around mental health seems like it has progressed quite a bit. I mean, we've gotten past telling people to just get over it Mm -hmm. or to buck up because that's not going to fix anything. They've begun to recognize it as uh, very similar to a physical ailment or problem that needs to be uh, fixed. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so let's get into some of the stats. So according to the National Institute of Mental Health, suicide is a major public health concern And it is among the leading causes of death in the U.S., 48,000 people in 2018.
0: Do we even have 2020 numbers?
1: We probably could find it.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: But it wouldn't be good. No, it wouldn't. On average, there are around 130 suicides per day or one every 11 minutes. It's the second leading cause of death, ages 10 to 34. That's a shocking age range, mm-hmm. honestly. It's the fourth leading cause of death, ages 35 to 54. Which is
0: the the age range that both Ben and I are in. Right. my cousin was 35 when he took his life.
1: Right. And 90% of people who commit suicide have a mental disorder at the time. Suicide overall is the 10th leading cause of death in the U.S., and the rate of suicide has increased 35% since 1999 that's
0: huge I'm sure those numbers will change with 2020
1: right and it's the age ranges that get me it's Mm -hmm. the younger age ranges that really show me this could be part of social media effect this could Mm. be part of many other things raising anxiety and depression but 78 percent of all suicide deaths are male and men are four times more likely to die via suicide versus women even though women attempt suicide more why are we not talking about this more these stats matter this is a huge crisis but we never hear about this in the news Mm -hmm. it's not a fun topic to discuss we we totally get that but it's worth raising awareness
0: exactly and all of that is great information but now what we definitely want to talk about and know the warning signs and like we said before, I go through a lot of these warning signs just in a month. Um, but it's, it's the rate of them and having that open dialogue and open discussion. So increased alcohol and drug use. I know there's times during the month that I definitely <laughs> increase my alcohol consumption, especially yeah. for people in a home 24-7. Uh, but am I a drunk? No. <laughs> but, no you I, know. It, it, and i is, don't use drugs so
1: <laughs> I, I think most of us can distinguish between drinking to relax or have a good time yes or being socially you know engaging and you, you have or a few just drinks. drinking
0: so that you can pass out
1: versus yeah well and it's even that and the sudden stark difference in like there now there's a sudden change mm-hmm. in the amount or the the way they act when they you, mm-hmm. you know out, use alcohol or perhaps drugs um that that can be a red flag
0: yeah that can definitely lead also to aggressive behavior which is another warning sign withdrawal from friends or family or your community
1: that's a big one
0: yeah dramatic mood swings which that's just being a woman to me but um <laughs> impulsive or reckless behavior collecting and saving pills or buying a weapon if you start giving away your possessions, that can be a big warning sign because you're trying to tie up loose ends, you know, organizing your personal papers, paying off debts, saying goodbye to friends and family. Those are all warning signs that kind of show that you're you're someone who's preparing for the end of their life, yet... You you shouldn't be.
1: And this isn't to say that everybody does these things. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. For some people, you have no warning signs whatsoever. But people try to look back and put together the puzzle pieces and say, oh, yeah, I think this was a warning sign. That was a sign. I mean, don't beat yourself up. You Mm -hmm. can't see these things if if people don't let you in. And it's not to say if if somebody buys a, a handgun or if somebody you know, is, is out drinking with friends or doing something different, it doesn't mean there's warning signs there. Mm -hmm. You know, that this isn't just a one size fits all.
0: Exactly. But some of these, you know, extremely swings of those are a psychic, those are signs of a a psychiatric emergency.
1: Especially when it's out of character. Like it's just like, where is all this coming from? I've never seen this before.
0: Yeah. So if you see these warning signs, reach out. If you notice these warning signs in yourself, seek help from a health care provider. Or if it gets that bad, call 911 before it's too late. So some other risk factors when it comes to uh, suicide and suicide prevention that you want to think about is a family history of suicide. So that, that is prevalent in, in my family, Um, Mental illness is prevalent in my family, and and now obviously suicide. So that's something that we take very seriously, um, or at least I do now. Um,
1: And keep in mind, this doesn't care about age, mm -hmm. sex, gender, race, uh, religion, uh, political views. uh, Mental health doesn't care.
0: Exactly. So substance use, so drugs, can create mental highs and lows that can worsen suicidal thoughts uh, intoxication so more than one in three people who die from suicide are under the influence of alcohol at the time
1: of death that doesn't mean if you get drunk that people should be worried about you all the time again again don't take this too far it's not that black and white
0: yeah access to firearms of course you know in this time everybody has
1: Right, but they would find another method. I think too. Exactly. Right now, there's a rise in use of pills mm-hmm. because there's so much access to pills, mm-hmm. and you just take a big handful of pills, you fall asleep. Yeah, and so it's a you know it's a different you know different method, but again, we're not condemning firearms, we're not condemning alcohol, just yes, trying to speak to the statistics.
0: Another risk factor with someone who might be thinking about suicide as if they have a serious or chronic medical illness. Uh, They might just think it's the end of their life anyways. It might just throw them into a depression. This is
1: typically a cancer diagnosis or something terminal Mm -hmm. that they decide they don't want to go through through that. Mm -hmm. And and have their family go through it. They just want to say, look, remember me as I am now and Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this myself.
0: Exactly. And you kind of alluded to this earlier, but a risk factor is your gender. Um although more women than men attempt suicide, men are nearly four times more likely to actually die by suicide. <clears throat> so if you're a, a man, that's uh, that's automatically a risk factor of um of attempting suicide. So Right. If you have a history of trauma or abuse, if you have had some prolonged stress or a recent tragedy or loss. And that that was a big concern, I think, in May for our family, because that was a big loss. Not for me particularly, but for the other men in our family.
1: It was definitely a sudden loss. Uh-huh. Like, it came came out of nowhere. Yeah. Seemingly
0: for the other men in our family. I think that a lot of us were concerned yeah. about them, that, that it was mm-hmm. it's it was just too much to bear.
1: And keep in mind again, we even look at this list ourselves and go, "Wow, I think I have, yeah, <laughs> quite a few of these." But you can't, you can't think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, these are just some of the risk factors, the things that can increase your likelihood. This does not mean if you have a few of these things that that means you're on the list.
0: Exactly. And in September is suicide prevention awareness.
1: I wish the NFL did something on this, like <laughs> yeah. they do breast cancer awareness yeah. or you know, whatever. I mean, Movember has gotten a little bit bigger. I mean, we we need something on this. We need a ribbon. This is
0: something that's preventable. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Surveys state that 93% of people believe that suicide Mm. is preventable. That's right. So professionals agree that treating mental disorders and assessing suicidal risk are vital to preventing suicide deaths. So there's many resources out there for counseling and and different types of therapy, but I think a big thing is is the awareness of it and being able to talk about it. It's not a taboo thing. Mental health is not a taboo thing.
1: And we believe in talking with your friends, your family members, your spouse, your kids, you know, sometimes just showing you care. Um, And we have a history of mental health issues in our lives and with our families we don't talk about it much in our circles on a regular basis but one of the things we can do is preventative care and so what does that mean Uh, that means reach out to your family and friends have real conversations show them you care and being genuine about it listen when they talk help them open up about issues they may be facing now, this doesn't mean we open up and we talk about our feelings every time we get a chance, but try to go a bit further than all those surface level conversations. Let people know that someone has their back, someone's there for them if they need it. This is especially true of you guys out there. You talk about sports, you talk mm-hmm. about fantasy football, you know, you talk about some of these other frivolous things, but somebody out there may be hurting, and maybe you're hurting. And you need to reach out to somebody. You need to talk. Right? So show somebody you care. Reach out if you need help. And if you are more aware, you may even notice that there are some warning signs out there. And you shouldn't be afraid of this. The stigma is going away. We can help push that along. You don't have to deal with this alone.
0: Yeah, and I think definitely um, after my cousin's death in May, I think that I was able to have a little bit more open conversations with both my brother and my sister about it. You know, yeah. I'm always here for an ear. I can't necessarily fix what's going on, but I can always lend an ear. And I think that's the main thing is that people think when someone reaches out, they have to try and fix it. You know, if someone comes to you and, and they're thinking about this because they're, <clears throat> you know, so like they're in debt or, you know, or, or in a bad marriage or, you know, things like that, that you have to try and fix it. When in all honesty, sometimes people just need someone to listen. They don't need it to be fixed.
1: And guys, we're pretty bad about this. We we like to fix things, right? You come to me with a problem. Well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? This is what I did, you know, but this isn't a new carpet. This isn't fixing countertops Mm -hmm. or drywall or something that you can physically fix with a hammer and a screwdriver. Yeah. So you don't necessarily need to fix this. Sometimes you need to just lis- listen and lend an ear to somebody that is reaching out, opening up, and they need someone to understand their problem. Maybe sympathize. You know, if they ask for a solution, absolutely, you can you can help with that. Mm-hmm.
0: If you have the means to help absolutely. with it or something like that, but... This week's call to order is to reach out to someone. Do you need someone to talk to? Does someone else need someone to talk to? Reach out when you can and take time to talk to someone that might need you to lend a friendly ear. Show support for people in your life and show them that you care. You never know who might need some help and they're too afraid to speak up. If you're ready for your marriage and family dynamic to thrive and not just survive... All it takes is 20 minutes or less joining us each week. It begins with a journey of self-improvement while you sit in the carpool lane, commute to work, squeeze in a workout, or get halfway through folding that laundry pile. Be sure to check out the blog at thefamilyorder.com and follow us on social media at The If you're ready to start your journey, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. At